0: Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. It's Todd Duncan, welcome to a Coffee with Todd. This morning, it is Thursday, and we are in the middle of motivation may and uh, have a really, really special opportunity this morning to speak with a dear friend of mine, Jim Moore. Jim and I have known each other for the last six or seven years or so. And uh, it's been really fascinating to watch how Jim is a real estate agent and his lender work together to use high trust to make and produce a better business experience for buyers and sellers. I want to say thanks to everybody that invited agents to join us today. And if you're an agent, welcome to Coffee with Todd. I grew up in the lending business, got my real estate broker's license when I was 23. I was involved in just shy of 6,000 transactions, helping realtors sell homes to people that wanted to buy and then ultimately sell. And I have a deep, deep passion for the lender-agent relationship. Today we're going to have an extended version. I decided to let our conversation with Jim go for 30 minutes or so and really unpack for you the answers to three specific questions on how Jim has created explosive results within his real estate franchise by not only understanding how high trust works for buyers and sellers, but I think also most importantly how high trust works for the agent and the lender. So, Jim Moore from Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to Coffee with Todd.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Todd. And uh, no, don't know what it's like in California, but we're uh, we're beautiful here in Lexington.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, we, we're a state that's in uh, transformation right now. Let's just yes, out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we,
1: we, we all are. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So let's start off, Jim. Um, I think we want to talk about the why, the how, and the what. And in and, and the why about Why did you change your business model from what it used to be uh, to to what it now looks like? You've moved from a transactional model to a uh, pretty much a referral only model. Talk through why did you make the change?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I get that a lot, Todd. Um, So in 2010, uh, I was like many agents. I had hit a glass ceiling. And for me, it was around eight million. And of course, there's a lot of agents in my market that would have been okay with doing eight million. But I, I felt like that we could do more. And I had created a team. I had a couple of buyers agents. I had a marketing staff, and we were poised to do everything that the real estate world told us to do to build a build a big dynamic business. And I'd also met Marty about that time, and I had I had uh, had asked Marty to kind of help us put this together and. You know, kind of with Marty's help, we built a very robust um, website. we had this robust CRM. we were representing a home builder and we were doing everything that the real estate world you know told us to do except buying leads. we weren't we weren't buying leads, but we were we were we were pretty much doing everything that a transactional real estate team would do. and magically we grew it from eight million to almost forty million in what four or five years, which yeah. is incredible growth. Um, but with that, Todd, I began to really start to look into what was really going on from a business point of view. Um, I found that it was taking 45 to 50% of revenue to, 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 to operate the business. Um, we were, we had grown up to, you know, to 120 transactions a year. Uh, we weren't finding any time at all to reach back to the clients that we had done business with. Uh, In my opinion, the the level of service that we were given to our to our clients and my builder account was suffering. And, you know, we had reached to a point that we were trying to be everything to everyone. Um, So my big why was. Seventy five hours a week working, um, generating a whole lot of revenue, giving half of it to run the business and to buy the business, so to speak it just gotten to the point to where I felt like there was a better way. Um, yeah. And so that was my big why. And and, yeah. and, 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 and what I, uh, reason why
0: I started looking at what else can I do differently? Yeah. So let me jump in for just a sec. I, again, I want to thank all the lenders that invited agents to attend today. And, you know, if you're an agent and you've stumbled on Coffee with Todd and, and you don't have a lending partner that understands high trust, I want to encourage you to, to find out. If any of you have questions for Jim that you'd like us to ask live in our 30-minute interview, just post them in the live comment section on our StreamYard dashboard. Jim, I think that you have identified what is the angst of so many people. We work harder and harder and harder. My my wife, Deb, always uses these words, life force. And the whole idea of, of of having a business that is functional, that is built on high trust, is not to have the business rob you of your life force. And to have in, in in a very real and clear way, let's talk to less people, let's convert at a higher level, and let's build embedded referral networks so that we don't have to buy leads and we don't have to spend a lot of money prospecting. And I think that's kind of what led you to the aha that man the more business you were doing the the lower your net was and and the harder your life was so it's what exactly did you, right. right so so you got the why and it wasn't making sense and we are a huge believer at high trust that the key to life is make more money make it in less time and make it with less stress i mean those are the three things that the company's built on how did you go about? Starting to implement this process, give us kind of the transition and and transformation on how
1: well, you know the one thing about having a great partner like Marty Preston is that marty 's been a student of high trust and and although Marty was helping me and our team build this business basically by listening to us and what we wanted to accomplish, you know he did a great job with that, but you know all along the way, Todd, you know Marty kept talking about. You know, Jim, you can run this train down the track, but at some point, at some point, if you're not looking back to the clients that you've already done business with and start building this referral type business, then you're going to be running 200 miles an hour. And at some point, that track is going to change. Either economic conditions are going to change. Who knew that we would have a pandemic, right? Yeah. So all along, he was trying to get me to do something different. But Todd, as you know, you know, the the pain of change has to be greater than the pain of actually doing the change. Right. In order for you to be willing to do it. And my initial my initial step was I thought my builder account was the problem. I thought that that was taking up so much time. And it was. I mean, there were model home duty we had to cover. There's long sales cycles. And I had this belief that, well, if I could just take that off the plate, then everything would be okay. So the buyer's agents I had with me stayed with that account. I kept my marketing team with me. But unfortunately, Todd, I kept doing the same thing, replacing the time I was doing on the builder account and just continuing to chase strangers. And and it, it just, things just didn't change. Yeah. Once again, having a business coach like Marty Over about a year and a half, Marty, with his influence and my influence, you know, you influencing me and some other businessmen and women, finally got me to the point of, Jim, you've got to understand that you can't keep doing the same thing expecting a different outcome. It it just can't happen. So I finally was convinced that I already knew everyone I needed to know to be successful in this business. So I had two databases. I had one with 4,000 people in it and another one that had 900 people in it. And the 900 were the people that I had done business with. And Marty helped me get to the understanding that the 4,000 people database, I just needed to hit the delete button, button on it. I didn't know those people. I was continuing to chase them. And he sat down with me and he helped me to take my 900 list and to go through it. And his questions were this. He said, Jim, do they like you and do you like them? If you can't answer yes to the then you need to strike them off. So I went through that. then the the other painstaking is I had to take the people who are left and I had to get into our PVA and see who had moved without calling me and boy, that was painful Todd. Whoa, I mean, oh my gosh I could sit there and look and see all the people who had moved without calling me. so obviously they came off the list. Marty helped me to understand that by getting my list to 125 people that I loved, they loved me and they were high influential people that I could live off 125 people. As long as I was willing to take all that time, money and effort that I was spending chasing strangers and devote and focus in on the people that were the Jim Moore Army and actually do something to earn the right for them to refer my business well that's how yeah
0: yeah so i want to say to everybody this is this is classic this is just classic shift you have two things that you have to look at as a real estate agent you have to look at transactions or relationships those are the only two things you can look at and you can make a fortune either way you can you can pursue transactions and you can have that business and you can have that buyer and you can have that seller and you can be one and done, and you can be off to the next name, okay? And you can do a lot of business that way. It's usually more emotionally expensive. It's always usually more economically expensive. And in the long run, it doesn't make any sense from a marketing acquisition standpoint. And so the, the principle for every real estate agent, and for every lender for that matter, is it's not how many people that you know or that you've come across. It is What is that central ambassador force that you are going to commit to? And so, if there's a thousand people in a database, what the 80/20 rule says is that there's 200 of those thousand that can actually give you an 80% lift in your volume. But you'll never get it unless you focus 80% of the time on those 20%. And if we continue to take that deeper and deeper and deeper, I could argue, as a real estate professional, if you have the right 50 people that are plugged into influential centers, we call it the circle of cash flow, there might be a business leader, might be a CEO, might be involved in an association or a not for profit or any of those things. And you have a deep, deep, deep relationship with that individual, they actually for the real estate agent become your new sales force. So in this example, I could actually have 50 people on my selling team as an agent that are Absolutely infiltrating the centers of influence that are out there. You and Marty stumbled upon, um, Hitachi. I mean, you have, you guys have this relationship with, um, three different plants, I believe in Ohio and Kentucky that are Hitachi plants. So Jim, you went from 4,000 to 900 down and down and down. How do you and Marty manage the smaller group and how has that changed your life and your um, just your, your whole life force. Well,
1: and, 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 I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Todd, because the way I look at it is that these are not my clients. These are our clients. These are, right. th- 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 this is a, uh, this is kind of the, uh, these are members of the more group benchmark Marty Preston club, so to speak. And the we club. had, to work, you know, and we had to, you know, and Todd, we had to work to create that. It doesn't happen. Overnight and getting back to your 80 20 rule, you know, I cut mine down to 125, and 20% of that is going to send 80% of the business, which means I have 40 or 50 people that I really get close to. I mean, it's reaching out personally on the phone and going for coffee and dropping off gifts and, and really, really having that close relationship. You know, every spring and every fall, I go to their homes and we. Take a review of their home, and I, we make a list for our fix-it guy. I mean, it's a really, really close, um, uh, close relationship. The the and the other thing that Marty, <laughs> that Marty uh, recommended that I do, and again, it was a painful thing to do, is that every quarter I comb that 125. So if I have five or six transactions in a quarter, then then I have to decide who's going to go on my list and who's going to come off. So. It, if, I, if I don't watch it, Todd, my list gets from 125 back to an unmanageable two, three, four hundred people. And I really have to be disciplined. And I utilize Marty as a coach to be able to help me somewhat manage that. So I know that Marty's team is going to be doing either biannual or annual reviews. Um, every time that I reach out to a client, I never have a conversation with them, whether it's verbal or written. Without reminding them of a financial mortgage advisor that's there to help them with any questions along the way. So, Marty doesn't touch them nor I touch them without us men- mentioning each other's professional services and how we're always there
0: to help them or the people that they care about answer questions that they may have. Yeah. So, one of the things I want to make sure everybody that's watching today's episode um, knows is that next Tuesday, We will have Jim's lending partner, Marty Preston, on, and we'll be doing a similar interview with him because I want everybody to see the link between here's a high-performance agent that has decided to reduce the volume that he does, increase the profitability that he has, and have a different lifestyle experience because of that. But I got to tell you, knowing Marty, his lending partner... There is a absolute symbiotic, like a violin and a cello playing together to tighten up how this model is executed. And I think one of the interesting things that I'd like to have you share with every agent, particularly that is on the show today is um, like died in the wool, you don't want to show and probably won't show property to anybody unless they have first had a conversation with your lending partner can you talk through the benefits for every agent watching today every lender who hasn't executed this today of having that proactive built-in scenario in terms of its efficiency for you and your life and the number of showings you have to have and the speed with which somebody makes an offer
1: yeah uh Todd, so when we made a transaction from a transactional real estate team to a referral only, we had to also put some processes in place that, number one, we wanted to be able to create our expert advice delivery, right? Right. The other thing is that in, and in doing that, we wanted to make sure that our clients were being put in the very best position to be able to make the most intelligent decision as they move forward. All right. so, one of, so one of the requirements that, 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 that I made and the boundaries that I made is that regardless of how close I was with a, a buyer or how many homes they had bought, if they were a first time homebuyer or if they bought 10, my requirement was is that we were going to do a home buyer orientation. Because let's face it, Todd, how often do people buy and sell homes? Five to 10 years? Things change. There, There are requirements that change. So in order for us to really have a good understanding, we have a buyer orientation. And as a part of that buyer orientation, it was also a process of me building high trust. Right. So if I have an opportunity to build high trust with a buyer, then it's very likely that I'm going to be leading them instead of me following them, which I did in the transaction business model. As a part part of the home buying orientation, I deliver all the reasons to my buyers why it's in their best interest to get their financial fingerprint read by a mortgage professional who knows how to listen and talk to them about, Using the mortgage instrument as a financial piece in their short, mid, and long-term financial goals. This isn't talking
0: about. Sorry, talk about the financial fingerprint. I love that because there about ninety percent of agents, I don't believe, fundamentally understand the power of knowing a borrower's financial fingerprint.
1: Yeah, the buyer orientation, Todd, gives me an opportunity. Although I'm not a mortgage broker, it gives me the opportunity to explain that we could have, we could have a, a single home and 10 buyers putting the same offer in and there'd be 10 different interest rates, 10 different mortgage uh, products used. And every time if they're with the right mortgage advisor, they're going to find the right product to use for them based on their financial goals. And, right. I, get my, and I get my buyers to understand that, that that shopping for a mortgage isn't like on getting Amazon and ordering a pair of shoes. It, it, you can do it that way, but my clients, my clients want to make intelligent decisions. So I'm I'm helping them understand that if they'll take this step with getting face to face with Marty, having a true understanding of what their options are, then we're going to be able to go right directly to the house that they need and want to buy and be able to do it. So, as a result of that, my clients are getting what they need, and we. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Finish that. And then I want to interrupt.
1: We are able to cut the sales cycle to
0: extremely, I mean, we're talking days, Todd, days. So listen to this, everybody that's listening. um, Nobody on the show today has never heard of the 80-20 rule, but most of us don't apply it. Like the 80-20 rule actually applies to showings. It actually applies to you don't have to show as many properties to get a purchase contract and an offer accepted. You don't have to. You do because we haven't done the financial fingerprinting. We haven't actually layered in and honed in on what the buyer really, really wants. And when you have a lender and an agent doing this together, you show less property, you get faster offers, and then you have freed up time to do the other things that you wanna do. And I think that that, you know, my world in having served probably no more than a total of 14 realtors in the 12 years that I was doing uh, mortgages was um, we made everything more efficient. It was like, why would I take a buyer out if they haven't had a conversation with my strategic wealth management partner, who's a mortgage advisor who helps craft mortgage strategy? Why would I do that? you know instead why don't i why don't i upfront right we all know the the idea of, of measure twice cut once right and and the idea is let's just spend a little bit more time up front let's have a professional give you as an agent a a stamp of endorsement and 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 then you can go out with confidence and show less property get more excitement going faster offers and you already understand the buyer's capacity. We do it the other way around, and it's all of this mix mash of inefficiency and you know the psychology and all that stuff. So uh, I'm excited to have Marty on. But tell me, as an agent, what kind of peace of mind do you have every day knowing that you have this architected, high trust relationship with Marty?
1: Well, you know, first of all, knowing that I can at any time reach out to Marty and, and 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 meet and say you know listen Marty I don't I don't have a specific client to talk about let's just get together and let's let, let me listen to you and you tell me what you're seeing big picture middle picture all the way down to our market what's happening in the mortgage industry educate me although I don't I don't need or want to be a mortgage uh, advisor but keep me up to date on what's going on and what the challenges you're seeing on your end when you're dealing, you know, with buyers and sellers. And on the other, on the other side, I'm able to share with him what, what I'm, you know, what, what I'm dealing with. So we are, we are each one's barometers and continuing to educate each other about what's going on, you know, in the marketplace over and beyond just dealing with, you know, d- dealing with mortgages. Yeah. And this is the part, and this is the part I want to really stress that any of the lenders out there who have hesitated, or have thought about but not done it, in terms of joining the high trust family and 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 getting a high trust coat, I just cannot stress enough how 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 important that could be for your business. And I'm not just talking about your business, but being able to teach these high trust strategies. To your real estate partners and that's what happened with marty i i I was able to become a student of high trust because Marty had been a student of high trust, so as a result of that, I was able to take those same principles and strategies and apply them to my business and together as a high trust team you know the product is a an, an award winning
0: experience that our buyers and sellers uh, get so so, so I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's like everybody needs a best practices symbiotic relationship with somebody. Right. And, and high trust is a, is a practice. It's a, it's a way of life. It's not something you do, but to prove it out, what are two or three of the things that you say or ask a buyer that changes their perception of what they're about to go through? what what do you do that that represents high trust in between the the buyer and 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 your lender to to really get them to understand you're different? I mean, you are different.
1: well, I, you know I, I remind I, I remind my clients who reach out to me that I am a referral only business and that i'm I'm not trying to be everything to everyone. i try, I'm trying to be everything to a few. And you are one of the few. Uh, and as a result of that, I want to make sure that that we don't take an event that only happens five or ten every five or ten years for you and your family. We want to make sure we don't take that lightly. And in order for uh, for that to accomplish, I'm going to need you to trust me to go through these processes so that we all have a clear understanding on where you are, where you want to be, and what is the most intelligent way to get there. And 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 that's that's how I serve up my buyer orientation, Todd. And then once I get into buyer orientation, and we're able to uncover the wants and the needs, and and you know you know why do you think that your budget's three hundred and fifty? And you know do you understand that a four hundred thousand dollar house can cost less to own than a three hundred and fifty? And and yeah. and you know they go well, well, well what do you mean? I said, well that 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 gets me into why we need for you to have your financial fingerprint read because from what I'm hearing from you is you have no idea why your budget's 350. And it may not, it could be three, it could be four. We just wanna make sure that you have all the knowledge that you need in order to make a smart uh, smart decision, just so that you're not settling in an area you feel like you have to settle in, settle on a property that really doesn't meet your needs only because you think that's what you can afford. And let's make sure that you just you know. And who knows? Right now may not be the right time for you to make a move. So let's make sure that we have all of the facts before we move forward. And and when you have those kind of conversations, Todd, all their sales rejection just goes to the floor, and they so it's just
0: gone. It's gone. gone.
1: It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're willing to reveal and tell you everything and anything that you need in order to help them.
0: Yeah. Um, super solid tomorrow, just for everybody, um, at nine o'clock, I'm going to go through the 10 top disruptive questions that a lender and an agent can ask to actually turn clients into not only needing you, but having to have you. And I think what Jim is bringing up, and I certainly know what having coached Marty personally for the last six years, I, I certainly know that all we need in, in a high trust conversation is to ask some very, very real and true questions about the deep desires that a buyer and a seller have. And if we do that, we have separated ourselves from most of the competition, if you will, because he who asks the best questions is usually the one that is going to win the relationship. And so we got to focus on that. It can't just be standard operating procedure. We have three minutes. I want to ask you one question. Um, you have reduced your expenses by hundreds of thousands of dollars by following this model, yes. and you ha- and you have increased your joy factor multi-fold. Um, talk to everybody about how getting more from less has changed your life and Tracy's life and affected you guys?
1: Um, well, you know, Todd, it, 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 it's incredible when you have control over your business instead of the business having control over you. Amen. Uh, you know, my phone calls, when my phone, when my phone rings, it's either, it's either a client or someone saying, Hey Jim, you know, Todd Duncan told me to give you a call. He said, you're the only agent for me to call and, and, uh, you know, he says you do this buyer orientation thing. When can we schedule that to get together and, and 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 talk about what next steps are? Or the phone call is, "Hey Jim, Todd Duncan told me to give you a call. We've got a home to list. He said that you're the only agent I need to talk to. And uh, can you just come over and tell us what we need to do and 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 get us ready for the market? He he told me to just do whatever you guys tell you know whatever yeah. you tell us to do. Yeah." the joy of having those types of transactions where I'm not constantly having to sell myself, constantly having to persuade buyers and sellers who think they know more than me and that I'm just a licensed person that they have to deal with. They're truly transactions where people, you know, honor my, my expertise and are really looking for my lead in order to move train down the track yeah so as a result of that you know instead of doing 120 transactions a year i do 40 or 45 um the time is half of the time that that i used to do before and ironically todd ironically starting in january i went back to working with my builder that i thought was taking so much time His business model has changed. His his business model is more of a relationship business. So, ironically, both of our business models have changed to where now I've got the bandwidth. I've got the control over my business. And now I'm able to successfully operate the more group and provide this builder everything he needs from representation.
0: And I'm really excited about it that's very cool. It's a great story. a great thirty minutes. I think at the end of the day, guys, what we're talking about here is a fully functioning business has nothing to do with how many people you talk to. It has nothing to do with you know how many calls you make. It has to do with the value you create, the relationships that you have, and ultimately the way you take care of people. I mean, you can talk to a hundred cold leads and maybe get a deal, or you can talk to ten referrals and get A deal or you might even be able to talk to five and get a deal, or you might even be able to talk to two and get a deal. So the high trust way is let's not do more to get more. Let's do less to get more. Pun intended, Jim, more, right? (laughs) And let's do, let's do this in a way that is super, super powerful. So Jim, thanks very much. And uh, thanks everybody for joining coffee with Todd today. Uh, Jim, continued success to you. We're going to have Marty on next Tuesday. everybody same time same channel tomorrow morning nine o'clock we're going to talk about the top 10 disruptive questions you can ask in the marketplace today all right well everybody be good thanks for joining today bye-bye see ya